ready for another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering? Good. Here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 82. Tonight on the show, we break out our pencils and craft some haikus. Five, seven, five. We were going to play Who's That Band, but Monday didn't come through. Clearly Monday's fault. And we dig into (laughs) Ani DeFranco's new record, Revolutionary Love. Joining tonight... (laughs) <laughs> Joining me tonight is the man himself, Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. What's going on, guys? Not much. Not much at all. And that is the voice of El Ray himself, Joe Reif. He's a puppy's man. Holy cow, I'm really Harry Carey fan. He flies a double U Hello, fellas. Are we on 82, really? We felt like it was just in the 50s not long ago. <laughs> it's 82, but with mini-sodes, I think it's about 90. So, And rounding out the lineup is T-Bags himself. Swinging deep into the valleys of Liptonia. That's nasty. Able to plunge from high altitudes, only to land with a gentle splat. That's nasty. Receiving only the finest education from his instructor, Earl Grey. It's... It's... T-Bags. Too hot for TV. Rounding it out. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) He's the rounder. That's right. Like Nobody little quail eggs. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, gentlemen, it's been uh, well about a week and a half since our last show, and uh, we won't have one Sunday because we'll be all engrossed in the Super Bowl. So, um, real fast before we get uh, going with the actual show, what are our predictions for Sunday? Who's winning, Joe? Uh, Brady and the Bucks will win by. It'll be close till the end. Ten. Tony. Um, unfortunately, I think it's going to be Brady and the Bucks, but I think it'll be even closer. I think it's going to come down to a field goal. Monday. Well, Brady's there, so he's probably going to win, which means I really could care less. <laughs> well, nice. actually, gentlemen, the chefs are going to win <laughs> because uh, – <laughs> Andy Reid's a genius, and uh, Pat Mahomes is going to throw for 695 yards oh, and uh, 17, 17 touchdowns. So, <laughs> no, I think the Chiefs are going to pull it out. I don't think the uh, I think next year maybe the Bucks are going to be a better spot, but we'll see. I got to find somewhere to watch it, so because I can't watch it here. <laughs> Why is that? No access. Oh, okay, gotcha. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, you can stream it illegally. <laughs> That's yeah, but, then I, but then I have to care enough to figure out how to do that. So. <laughs> Not now that we talked about it, you can't. <laughs> I'll send you a link. <laughs> oh, believe me, nobody's catching them based on this show. <laughs> That'll be the week that the FCC listens. <laughs> we're, we're blowing up in Germany right now, so I don't think they care. Uh-oh. Zambia's dropped us. Uh, they're no longer oh, interested. But on, Boo. Boo. We're, we're peaking in Germany. <laughs> All right. 
Well, are you guys ready to uh, do a little writing? Do some haikus? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. For the listeners out there, each one of us was uh, entrusted with a haiku. You'd come up with it, and it had to be about a song. And the rest of us are going to try to figure out what in the heck that haiku is talking about. So, Mr. Reif, uh, right before the show, he had to correct one of his. He was off on his syllables. So uh, we're going to let you go first. You're fresh. <laughs> it, it was just, I'll explain the mistake here in just a second after I read it, but it was a really simple fix. It didn't change the meaning at all. All right. So song haiku first. Here we go. <clears throat> Track number 13. Like it's two different songs. That chord at the end. Two different songs would be something like Stairway to Heaven, but 13. Say so there aren't, uh, are there even 13 songs on any Zeppelin album? No. Besides, aside no, from maybe. physical graffiti, maybe. Yeah, just hit a double. Um. <clears throat> wow. I know. 13. Two different songs. That chord at the end. Is it uh, Pearl Jam Black? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not 13 songs there. So. Yeah, I didn't think so. But... Dang. Do we have a it's, hint? It's Do we a have really, a hint it, in the form of a haiku? It's a, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> uh, it is a really, that chord is a really famous um, musical moment. It's orchestral. And the whole song kind of feels like uh, I'm gonna give it away. Is it Somebody, the it 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 is the Beatles, and That's the song Sergeant is. Pepper. Is it off of Sergeant Pepper's? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Oh, it's it's there. It is. Where it's all <laughs> Can I get three quarters of a point or two thirds uh, of a point? You're most <laughs> I got the group there. and album. <laughs> All right, I give up. I... Uh, the track's called The Day in the Life. Oh. Never would have got that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know a lot of Beatles songs, so that's tough. All right. Well done, Joe. You stumped us. All right. Tea bags. Okay. With me isn't free, waiting ages for your hand, all dreams are realized. Repeat it, please. <laughs> With me isn't free, waiting ages for your hand, all dreams are realized. Mail or Brides from Russia? Is that a song? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Yeah, I don't I'm not gonna get this one either. <laughs> I'm guessing tool or nine inch nails. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe a perfect circle. Maybe maybe pink. Maybe Pucifer. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have no idea. Uh this is probably something to do with lyrics that I I wouldn't even know anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you might know. You might be surprised. Oh, um, is it uh, Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus? <laughs> <laughs> it should be. No, but yeah, they should. All right, then I'm out. All right, Steve, any guess? Or? 
No, I feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Do we all know the song? Are you getting weird on us, or is it something we would all know? Yeah, I some hidden track. <laughs> I think not only would you all know it, I think most of the world knows it. Oh, snap. <laughs> now we all feel stupid. <laughs> all right, we quit. Okay. Genie in a bottle. <laughs> Most it of the is. World. If you yeah. want to get with me, there's a price to pay. Yeah. You know, you got to rub me the right way. And blah, blah, yeah. Blah. Just listen it, to that song. Just got dirty in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured one of, well, first, I figured you guys would think it would be one of those bands you mentioned first. Mm-hmm. So I tried to throw you off. <laughs> and secondly, I tried to go with something a little innuendo ish since it's a tea bag song. So. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. Nice. All right, Monday. Let's see if you can serve one up for us. Well, if you guys don't get this one, I, I don't know. I went, I went pretty basic, bitch, on this one. <clears throat> so, <laughs> untouchable rap, very famous bass sample, dance in harem pants. Lucy <laughs> Hammer. Lucy yeah. Hammer. Touch. You can't touch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any haiku with hair and pants. <laughs> Is oh, that the official title tip. for those pants? Uh, yes, actually, because when I wrote it, I wrote dance in genie pants, and I was quickly corrected by my wife, and she said, those are called harem pants, and I was like, well, it still works, so cool. <laughs> Is she dyslexic and meant to say hammer or <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's what they turned into after that song. That's true. Um, I think this should be a regular segment and we should make a coffee table book at the end. Like, <laughs> yes. Keep yours. Send them to me. We'll collect them. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yes. Mine is super easy. I thought I was giving the softball tonight, but Monday outdid me, but I still think this is a pretty easy one. <coughs> you ready? <laughs> Emancipation. My mother's womb delivered. One street, one stoplight. Elderly woman in a small town. What is it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Emancipation. Emancipation. Huh. My mother's womb. What? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, Delivered. Uh, yep. Delivered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Born in a small town. Born yes. Small. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Little mill in camp. I was born in a small town. Nice. All right. So we are two for four right now. That's not bad. <laughs> We're batting five hundred. Let's see if we can top it. <laughs> Although I think this is even going to be harder with albums, but oh, mine's super easy. <laughs> <laughs> Monday's here to make us feel good tonight. <laughs> I didn't. I literally like I got mine. I did the album one the day after we got this assignment, and it just like came to me once I got the first line. I was like, got it, <laughs> and it's it's so it, it's not super deep. <laughs> All right, well, too let's... legit to quit. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> All right, well, let's just let you go first then. You've let up now. It's we got to hear it. All right, <clears throat> brace yourselves. 
iconic singer, the fucking Prince of Darkness, second highest sales. It's Ozzy. No. <laughs> it's got to be a Black Sabbath album. Or could it be an Ozzy album? Second highest sales? He's second like highest sales for, for him or second highest sales of all time? Not all time. No. I don't know. But this dead air is really good. I <laughs> know, that's why I was laughing. I was like, wow, this is uh, fascinating. Um, that's why I think we're quick audio. when I'm done editing. <laughs> so we're stuck between whether or not it's a, an Aussie album or a Black South album. Is that yeah. um, kind of where we're at? So... Uh, uh, is it Blizzard of Oz? It is not. Uh-huh. Let's install some more dead air and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I have to keep the dead air because we keep talking about the dead air. <laughs> They'll be like, there's no dead air. What are they talking about? <laughs> That's true. Sorry. Just put a little bit in. I don't know. Anybody have a, a legit guess? Yeah. That would have been mine too, Blizzard of Oz, but I don't know. I don't know the sales one. That's where I'm hung up. The sales fact. Is, yeah. it a, is it a play on the word sales? Nope. It's Soupy Sales and Ozzy. <laughs> <duet. laughs> it was the, yeah. Soupy Sales son. Drummer for Sorry. the Stooges. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All, right. All right. We Are we, yeah. Are we just, we're, we're done. It is Ozzy's second highest selling album. No more tears. Oh, okay. Blizzard of Oz is actually his highest selling album. Oh, by a lot. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Well, now we're sub 500. Man, buddy. <laughs> suck. Um, Senior Rife. <clears throat> it's not Where's Waldo? Put the album sleeve down now. Just enjoy the show. Uh, it's Sergeant Pepper, right? It is. <laughs> yeah. It has to be. You, were, you were thematic. <laughs> I was. Uh, we should have done this backwards. I should have spoken up and said, no, let's do the album first. Then my song will make sense. <laughs> yeah. The Where's Waldo thing, that gave it away. Yeah. For sure. All right, T-Bags. All right. I am stacking stones in perfect isolation. Last words, is this where? <laughs> Tony, I feel like you went all esoteric on us. Yeah, we're like, um, I need a latte. <laughs> I think it's Luke training on Dagobah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. No. Probably the line that has the biggest clue in it is the first one. I am stacking stones. Pink Floyd the wall. There you go. Oh, I said the song. Yeah. Yeah. In Perfect Isolation is actually a lyric from there. And the last words, if you listen really closely on the album, are somebody saying, is this where? And the whole album starts with, we came in. And so it's like a circular thing. So it ends with the same thing saying, is this where we came in? And the whole album's a big circle. Oh, yeah. Soft. Steve, what did you say? Yeah. I said another brick in the wall. Oh. Yeah. 
All right, so that was the correct answer. Okay, we're, so we are. Well, we're going to be over five hundred because mine's easy. If I'm doing my math right, oh. we are one hundred and ninety percent. Correct. Because I, <laughs> I can't do math. percent. <laughs> we're four for seven right now, aren't we? I believe so. We are. So we're going to be five for eight. It's going to be awesome. Are you ready? Yes. I like your confidence. <laughs> I know who I'm working with. All right. Equator divides Australia counterclockwise. Flush it. You will see. Well, it's down. Uh, minute work. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> I didn't say Vegemite sandwich, did I? Oh, I'm giving it away. Equator divides Australia counterclockwise. Flush it. You will see. So you said men at work, and now that's like I can't get my mind anywhere else. I think don't, get, don't get caught up on Australia. No, all that other stuff is junk. It's hemispheres. Nope. Okay, that's a good guess. Solid guess. Solid guess. Very solid. I thought the rest was just distractors. <laughs> the key. I needed syllables. The, you say the don't key get is, hung up on Australia, but that was literally the second line. The whole thing. I know, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be a band from Australia. That's what I'm saying. The key yeah. is flush it. The Apparently whole thing is not. talking about something that happens. It's also the name of an album. <laughs> we got it. We got cocky, didn't we? <laughs> uh, we're still gonna be five hundred. We're not gonna be above five hundred. We're one hundred ninety percent. We're going for two hundred twenty-five percent. We were reaching for that trophy before the game was over. That's right. <laughs> what in the world? Something that happens. You're saying "flush it" is like a key there, so like I'm trying to think of some album that has poop in the title. <laughs> oh, God. I'm thinking, of or maybe it's a shitty album. The water, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the water goes the opposite way, right? Mm -hmm. South of the equator. Mm -hmm. So now I'm trying to think in terms of like mm -hmm. counterclockwise versus clockwise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where are you going with that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm if just going back to Australia. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> yes. If you look at it, what do you see? If you look at the water? Downward spiral. Yes! Uh, <laughs> are you kidding me? Oh, that's <laughs> funny. That is good. Uh, that's too good. Oh, man. So, hey, so hey, there we go. <laughs> yes, it was five, five for eight. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I read that. Read it again. How the hell you get downward spiral out of that? Read it again. <laughs> the whole thing I'm talking about is what happens when you flush it. You're down talking there. about a literal downward spiral. <laughs> it goes in the opposite direction down there. Tell me yeah. that's not cool. <laughs> uh, too much. Toilet yeah. flushes backward. Uh, I mean, funny. not up, but. <laughs> The spirals downward no matter what direction it goes, right? I mean, right. it doesn't flush straight up. Correct. I know. Yeah. It just goes in the opposite. It spins in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> Living in the lounge downward spiral. I, I think it's men at work. <laughs> <clears throat> Which was my first concert ever, by the way. 
Men at Work, men at work and Billy Idol. Yep. Yep. Oh, who's like nineteen? Minute Work was the headliner. Oh, I really open. It was at the uh, Indianapolis Tennis Center on the tennis courts. Wow! I think I was like ten, nineteen eighty-one. I think. <laughs> so, how many songs did you recognize? All of them. No way. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Well, my brothers okay. were. They got all the albums, so I just listened to everything they had. So okay, all right. I knew all that then. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was fun. And um, yeah. so we'll be starting our coffee table book, mm-hmm. haikus. This is going to be exciting. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll just replace Lester for a while with haikus. I like God. haikus. <laughs> Eventually, we'll build up the sonnets. So, uh, who has the gonna, uh, challenge next week? I'm going to be sick that week. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> we'll wait. Anybody know? I don't know where we're at with challenges. I don't know. I just did one, so it's not me. <laughs> so professional. Yeah. I'll take it if if no one's gonna do it, I'll take it. All right. Tony has the challenge. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> You've got three seconds with me. It's, it's sonnets. Oh. Since we talked about that in the in our text thread, it's gonna be sonnets. So I I'll figure it out. Cool. All right. Well, That'll be exciting. We'll post it somewhere, what we're doing next week, which actually will be a week and a half from now. Uh, but until then, oh, I think also we'll be doing the uh, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters that week. Yeah. We got, got that locked in stone, so that'll be our next album review. But this week, we're tackling Ani DeFranco's latest record, Revolutionary Love. So, uh, gentlemen, before we dig into the songs, uh, some overall thoughts. What do you guys think? Um, I just listened to it again tonight, and I have to say... It's it grew on me a little bit, so yeah. I I'm a fan, and it had a very like New Orleans feel to me, like being down there and hearing the kind of music that you hear down there. So I really liked it. Yeah, I'm kind of like Mundy. I was um, I, I never disliked it, but uh, after the yeah. first listen, the next time through was a lot better. Yeah, and I think it will grow grow on you as you listen to it so it's uh yeah it's not bad at all i didn't think it was bad i, I just was i don't know i it, i guess i didn't know what to expect so when i heard it i it it didn't bring any defranco to mind i guess mm-hmm. like which i'm not a huge you know devoted fan of hers anyway so but what from what i remember this was not typical of her work no. So, but, but it was not terrible at all. Not, I didn't hate any of it. And it just, it, this is the second time I listened to it. It made me feel like this is a good, this is good music to have on in the background. Like if mm-hmm. you just want something that's not going to be terribly distracting, something that, you know, you're just kind of wanting to chill out, maybe, chill out and read or do something, you know, like that's great for that. It's not, you know, it's just not terribly exciting. (laughs) Yeah. I, my first, I was really surprised when it came on it because I still have in my head the mid nineties, Ani DeFranco, which was more folk. Mm -hmm. Um, Her lyrics were a little more biting maybe, or, or her delivery was a little stronger. Um, I put it on in the car. 
the first time we were just listening and uh, my wife was in the car with me and she thought it was Macy Gray singing, mm. which mm. was interesting. There's, I did. I didn't hear that through the whole thing, but there was after you had said that there was one song. It was like the third or fourth song. I was like, there's that. Mm-hmm. I got that like in one one of the songs I heard that and I was like, oh, that's where he's talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Ani has a kind of range where she has a growl. Um, this album has a lot of soul elements to it. And she can also sing real pretty. She can sing pretty sweet mm-hmm. uh, when she wants to. Um, but the growl is probably what Steve was talking about with the mid-90s. And, and some of the lyrics, um, you know, she's been doing this since she was like 14 or 15. So um quite a career and i i read her memoir last year she released which i i loved reading it and uh loved hearing her story and you just kind of get this feeling that she's got um out of all people that i wouldn't want to put words in her mouth um uh, you know it felt like she was like kind of fighting against everything in the first half of her career uh, but she was also really fragile. Does that make sense? You know, she had this like mm-hmm. really kind of tender side where, you know, she was she was a, a roaring lion. But at the same time, she was just, just as, uh, you know, lacked confidence, just like all of us. And uh, that one sounds of the, one of the like a sorry to interrupt. That sounds no. like a like a true artist to me. <laughs> like she wants to express herself and, you know, like screw you if you don't get it but then if you don't get it then like it hurts you know what i mean yeah yeah and she, she goes together at all these all these levels you know the, the sexuality the 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 feminism the mm-hmm. the political views which kind of you know lead into that the the art itself um you know all these things do add up to that that you know that's that's what the equation is you're absolutely right yeah and i think i followed her for a long time too and i think there's a story about her you know forming her own label and her own kind of company and things like that and having opportunities as she was kind of in the spotlight a little bit to sign on and she chose to still do her own thing so even speaking to that whole being an artist type of thing she chose creativity over like the quick sell you know the creative control i guess is what i should say she chose that over you know selling out in her eyes so um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think she's a true artist through and through. Yeah, I think the lyrics in like a lot of the lyrics in these songs are almost an answer to that former self where she's grown and she's learned to accept it. And she's almost offering advice for people here in some of these songs. So, yeah, you know, evolving is awesome for our people. The old her comes through as well, though, too, in some songs. I agree. Mm -hmm. All right. Should we jump in by song? I suppose if you guys have anything to say about each one, uh, let's um, start with. Go ahead. Yeah, buddy. I did, I didn't make notes for every song, but I did for I mean most of them. But there's a okay. couple I didn't say have anything really to contribute. Yeah. Well, we always talk about on the show the first song is a good kickoff song for the record. Um, this one kicks off with the album title, "Revolutionary Love." Uh, what you guys think of that one? Was it a good album opener? I think it was. Um, I really, really enjoyed this song. This is actually one of my favorite songs on the record. Um, clocked in over seven minutes. Is that right? Yes, it did. So, so it's a little long for an opener. 
but I mean, it's good. It's really good. And one thing that stood out for me was the slide guitar. Mm-hmm. And I can't be sure, but I feel like it sounds almost like a pedal steel, which, and the style that it's played in really brought to mind for me, Robert Randolph. Hmm. If you don't know who Robert Randolph is, you should go look him up immediately because <laughs> he is amazing. Robert Randolph and the family band. And he's a, he plays pedal steel and sings and that's, it sounded like his style, but, and I tried to look for like credits for this album. I couldn't find anything. So I don't, I have no idea who it is. And I, like I said, I don't know for sure if it's a pedal steel or not, but that's what it sounded like. I don't remember. I know it's a slide. At least it could be yeah. pedal steel, but you're right. Um, I think it's a good opener when you listen to the rest of the album. Maybe if you hear it as an opener, you're not convinced right away because, uh, like you said, we're we're really not sure what we're in for when we start it. But uh, you listen to the whole album and then you go back and think, yeah, it is a pretty solid opener. Um, it does kind of move on the chorus. It's kind of lazy in the verses and just kind of laid back. I told Steve it kind of felt like uh, what I call lounge jazz or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, the guitar, you know, Ani is a hell of a guitar player and has a really percussive acoustic guitar style. And so where you normally put on an Ani record and expect her to be, you know, just churning away on the acoustic. Now you've got these guitar licks like Monday was talking about that just kind of accentuate. They just kind of fill in space. They don't drive the song. They're just kind of there flavoring everything. So that's what I took away from that first track. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it started off. I thought it was a good opener because I thought it set the tone. Number one, that this is going to be a little bit, this is going to be <laughs> mellow, for the most part. Um, I think the having it be seven minutes plus is still kind of like a the artist in her. Like, you know, you still take your leave it. This is how I'm going to do it. You know, it's a little untraditional to start that way. But all that kind of like stuff aside, I felt like it started out a little bit like Nora Jones. Uh, like an or jones album which wouldn't be bad for me mm-hmm. um and it was just smooth and i think the smoothness of that music and the smoothness of her voice was like i was i was invested as soon as i heard the track so mm-hmm. yeah and i love the lyrics on yeah. the song um and then you know she really gets into the the parts about dealing with other people which she probably has been dealing with her entire career um and she says you can't make me hate you and carry that mm-hmm. hate around and then the next two lines says, I will see no stranger, only parts of myself I don't know yet. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so and there's I, I took lyrics from a lot of the songs. There's some really crafty stuff in here that I really enjoyed. So I guess we all enjoyed it as the first song. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up is Bad Dream. Being in I, my feeling on it was that she's talking about being stuck in situations that you didn't create, but you must deal with. Yeah. So, I kind of got that feel too. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, I love her lyrics. So I'll, I'll say that because I'm going to say it a hundred thousand times. Even if she put the album out and I didn't get to hear it, I'd still go through and read it because she's super poetic. But um, one thing I really liked about this song too is if you listen closely, I feel like her falsetto kind of sounded a lot like Prince and 
it was kind of cool to see her for me to hear her uh she can go up in that range anyway but it just there was something about the the way she did it it reminded me of prince all over this like kind of chill track which was nice um next up was chloroform i really dug this one um the strings on it were really cool. I, they really set a mood. It was almost felt like a little bit of a horror movie. Um, <laughs> pretty cool. It, it definitely had a gave it a pretty cool feel. I I, I kind of like this one. Yeah, I liked. Huh? I, I felt like it was disruptive, which was kind of nice. After having, I liked the smooth tracks, but having something come in that sounded a bit off with everything, you know, a little bit out of tune and vocals were a little more processed but it had that at the beginning it kind of had that disruptive like single snare sound mm. kind of that led into the chorus and uh yeah i liked it i'm going to tell you that i liked every track so just get used <laughs> to that yeah i, I well, thought we, I, yeah <clears throat> i thought i could hear elements of older ani songs or at least maybe eras in there so i think if i went back and really listen to it i could probably put my finger on other albums or so this is the one that where it became distinctly her i mean every time al i mean am i surprised she started off with two really loungy jazz kind of sounding tracks no absolutely not because she's she's on me and she can do that you know but this one was kind of like the okay we're going to get back to what they're probably expecting it had some some just sound effects you know for lack of a better word there's just some cool noises interspersed it just sounded like they were kind of having fun putting things together and um as i listened to it i kind of felt like there were some callbacks to other other older tracks that made it distinctly her yeah i can see that yeah i liked it um until i heard the next song and i felt like the next song no seriously though because this was a little different musically but the next song for me added all kinds of elements, and then I sort of forgot about chloroform. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds strange, but I just I thought the musical arrangement in Contagious was so good. It had you know that little plucky guitar. It had a nice bass groove. Then it had you know some violin in the background um, or viola, whatever it was, because I didn't look it up. And um, then it had a little horn action come in. Mm, so it was yeah. a super cool jazz number. And then again, we're healing again. You know, this is about healing the nation, staying in the center, you know, letting letting love in, let it let love win for us, you know, that kind of thing. So I really like this song. Yeah, me too. That was this is one of my top three songs. And I said some of the same things. I mean, and that violin or whatever instrument it was, it kind of continued to like descend through, and it was that was nice. But if you have you guys been to has any of you guys been to New Orleans? Nope. Okay. Well, you know, when you go to like Nashville, you expect to hear like top country people just performing in like open mic type stuff. It's very similar in New Orleans as far as jazz and stuff goes. So um I don't know. For me, this just kind of has that feel of like um I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say. Just like people performing just to perform. No other reason. They want to put something down and put it out. And so I liked that and the whole like you said, the mixture of all this, the instruments was fantastic, but I didn't yep. forget about chloroform. And, uh, and Tony, I, we haven't been to new Orleans, but I did go to a jazz bar in Harlem where oh. people just walked in with their instruments and set up and played and just kind of mixed around and went out. And I live to tell the tale. So 
Nice. Okay. <laughs> Monday? Um, yeah, I actually didn't take any notes on that one, so it must not have hit me too hard. Just make it. They'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> You're all Talking wrong. Talk die. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking talk of flutes, Joe, do you want to talk about do or die? <laughs> no, I got nothing to say about that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, flute on the track Do or Die, which is the track that we're talking about now, um, kind of <laughs> reminded me of some old school like uh, Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield. I, I love that in soul music and in funk music. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that gets sampled um, mm-hmm. in the 90s, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. And, and she gets to her political stuff too. So it, it made it that it, it is slowly, the, the album became more and more classic. Ani to me in certain spots. So, and she yeah. uh, specifically called out KKK in this one. Mm. The other <laughs> yeah. things had been a little more vague, but she really threw that in there. And I think the other thing that made the flute so cool in this is they it was accompanied with the piano, which was a really cool touch too. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I liked the old school feel too. Um, and I like when like newer artists. I know she's not a newer artist, but I, newer music still kind of like recreates that and throws back to it rather than samples it. So that's cool. But, um, and it's one thing, cause I talk a lot about not liking when artists go political. I mean, she's always been political, so you kind of get that, but she has a real way of making me still love the song, no matter what she's kind of saying. And it always kind of leads to like a point where it's not so controversial. Like it's not making you feel stupid. It's just making her point really well. She does it. You know, and so you can you can appreciate it even if you don't agree with it. Um, so I got the political bend on that, but I, I thought it was a great song. And that's an easy one because who yeah. doesn't think the KKK are idiots? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Let me but show I, you the internet in this room. <laughs> yes, but I think I mean there's a we're not going to get all political, but there's some people that will just as a, if you're a Trump supporter, you're you are KKK, you know, there's that blanket thing out there. And so I think she was calling the white house KKK. Mm-hmm. And um, so obviously everybody would hate the KKK, but there's, we all on either side, we have that like danger of broad stroking everything. Okay. Station identification was next, correct? That's yes. uh, an instrumental with a few brief lines. Dude, I this that's one of the notes I took. I was listening to this song and man, I was really digging it. I like the bass and the percussion are working really well together, really on point. Has just kind of a cool jam feel. And I'm like, man, this is great. I'm gonna add this to my instrumental list. And then that voice came in at the end. And like, <laughs> Damn it. Because <laughs> so, I didn't really care for that part. The processed vocals and i just kind of took me out of the song man because it was so good until that yeah. came in yeah cool tune otherwise i i liked it myself yeah yeah i thought it was a good message but i'm with you i think it could have just existed as an instrumental for sure so are you saying you don't like this song tony <laughs> oh no i liked it don't get me wrong. <laughs> i figured i figured i was just checking in you know when you know when you get like Chinese takeout and then they throw broccoli in there? Those vocals are like the broccoli. Yeah. You're, not, you're not gonna say you hated your meal. I normally order that, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I like the broccoli with the yeah. I love broccoli, but sometimes it's like you know those things that get shoved aside. 
Yeah. I now saying what I said, I did not hate this song. It's really good, but I that when I first heard that, I just kind of butted up against it a little bit, but it's it's a really solid track. Yeah. Well, it goes uh it's about a four minute song and it goes about three and a half minutes without that, right? So I mean yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> at that point, what what who cares? <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Finish out the jam. All right. Yep. Shrinking Violet. This was nice. probably my favorite song on the album. Um, it's just like a real sweet, <clears throat> slow, bluesy R&B feel, kind of. And the slide guitar came back in, I think, a little more prominently on this song than mm -hmm. on the first track. So I really enjoyed that. Um, this is just solid song all the way around. I, I really... It, I think it kind of... I don't know if it had like an old school feel, maybe kind of a like a '90s slow jam feel a little bit, maybe, <laughs> but <hear> better, <laughs> not as cheesy. Yeah, I felt like she. It's ironic, like because we're saying, "Hey, that's a really good song, and we like this and that," but I think the subject matter was pretty harsh, you know. Um, and but she has a great way of doing that of, of having like something very poetic and painting this picture even if it's painful i really like the lines um there's nothing i can say beyond this whispered wish your anger has a hunger mister and i'm its favorite dish she's yeah i'd like to take a picture of my notes because that's exactly what i have Is in it? my notes yes yeah. uh, that particular she's section of the song was so good yeah, well, you know, that speaks to the title quite a bit. And Shrinking Violet is always, I've always thought that was a really cool phrase, but it's usually the way it's applied is not a good situation. Right. So, right. but mm -hmm. it, it's a wonderful, wonderful phrase that, you know, you're describing something that's not great. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I think it's one of these songs. Um, I'm going to try to set a scene here. When we used to play out um, in bars a lot more, uh, we'd you know close the place down, obviously, and we'd be packing up, and everybody would be leaving. And the jukebox might be playing, and but the crowd's gone, and the energy's kind of left the room. So it's it's closing time. And it's ironic because Closing Time by Semisonic is one of the worst mm -hmm. closing time songs. Um, <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to bust into that. It's, it's just too self-important. And yeah, but there are these kind of just like slow, uh, like Monday said earlier, music that's on in the background as you're winding things down, you're packing up the car. You know, like I said the bar's cleared out, the, they're taking the trash out. Everything is just, it's actually just, they're shutting things down. And this song has that kind of energy to it where it, it's just kind of like the end of the night. It's got the, the, the brushes on the snare. It's slower tempo, but it's a really intense song. It's quiet, but it's intense, but it doesn't require any like energy to listen to. And so I was really drawn to it because every once in a while, you'll get a good closing time song that uh, just kind of like puts you at ease, but also you kind of want to lean in to it and listen to it. But, you know, yeah. it's it kind of invites you, but it, it doesn't care if you go one way or the other so well that's kind of mm -hmm. it's kind of that old public speaking trick if you really want people to listen you're not going to yell at them you're going to start talking quieter so they right. kind of like, lean in yeah 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 right. so it worked 
Yeah. Those, those but I love both. that. I love that party's over vibe and, and like a loud song that, you know, everybody just kind of sits around the fire and just chills out and just, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, and you look up and everybody's just kind of listening and kind of humming along or whatever. But I just love the energy of this tune. Yep. I agree. Steve, do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, I think next week we're going to write haikus for semi-sonic songs for <laughs> <laughs> Stay much out. One. <laughs> no, it's all going to be about that one song. <laughs> Cleverly veiled. Um, no, my my thoughts on the song were exactly what you had, and, and my my other note was about the classic guitar work that was on the song. I just think that right. stood out so much that it was something that we all caught. Lyrics were amazing. So, uh, next song is Metropolis. And I didn't have a lot on this one, to be honest. Me either. I didn't either. I thought it was. I had. I had nice melancholy song. That was my note. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you not like this song? I did like it. <laughs> <laughs> he said yeah. nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know what you saved nice for Tony. If somebody, if you did an artwork and somebody said that's nice, oh, that's nice. What would you think? Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Well, it would be my mom saying it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I thought I liked this song. I think it's a really pretty song, and her voice is highlighted. mm -hmm. I Okay, so in my notes, I wrote, uh, it's got Led Zeppelin-esque moments, and then it says, listen again. So maybe I was telling myself. (laughs) There was a chord here and there, a chord progression, I think. I'd have to go back and listen again. Get back with you on that, but I, I like the tune. Fair enough. So you have to come back for episode 82B <laughs> to, get Joe, to get Joe's breakdown of Metropolis. That's our next mini-sode. Once yeah, we could do a mini-sode on it, just Joe checking <laughs> back in with that song. Yeah. Hey, guys, I was reading the wrong thing. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> guys on the wrong track. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, anybody else have anything else from Metropolis? No. Okay, it was nice. So we'll go on to the next one <laughs> simultaneously. This uh, was probably my favorite track. Hmm? Well, I mean, it was as it was tied, but um, first of all, I love and this when you were saying like old Ani DeFranco, she has this like kind of staccato style she can do with her voice, where her voice yeah. kind of creates the rhythm, and she kind of did that. And then um, obviously the lyrics are fantastic because that's how she does it. But I really love the idea of living in one world and having another world live inside of you, and they don't match up hardly at all. I feel like we all probably feel that way. So she captured something that I'd never really thought about in that way. And then to top it off, the music was really good, and I loved her vocal style. So top track of mine for sure. Mm-hmm. I really liked it, Steve. Really? Really liked it. Yes, very yeah. nice. And of course, I'm going to have to start going before you because I put the same thing about the one I seem to live in and the one that lives in me. Um, you know, the one's all violence and hatred, and then hers is full of longing to breathe and to connect. Again, she's kind of going back to that whole thing about making a way and making her way in a difficult world. Um, mm-hmm. And that theme runs through quite a few of these songs. So I think that's really cool. And this one, I think, worked a little bit more for me after Metropolis, because it was a little more upbeat. And 
I like the music in this one better than Metropolis. And then the lyrics yeah. killed it. She almost almost nearly raps when she does that staccato. It's it's like it's got such a definite phrasing to it. Uh I thought it was the most classic Ani track on this album myself. Yeah. My only note on this song was killer triangle work. <laughs> <laughs> That was the guy on the crew calling him in for grub when they were recording. <laughs> I was listening to, I think I had my headphones on when I was listening to that one. And I just kept hearing this little ding, ding. I was like, oh, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, nice isn't bad. You know, speaking of that, uh, that sound, Mundy, have you ever listened to YYZ with headphones on? Um, Not recently. You have to do that. It goes back and forth across. It's not just, you know, it's very mm-hmm. cool. Pans. <clears throat> it does indeed. It's very cool. Nice. Um, so it looks like on Mondays, we're going to wait for episode 82C to find out what Monday <laughs> really thought about this record beyond triangles. Yes. Yeah. So our list is growing. We're going to be at 100 before the episode's over. <laughs> so. Yes. All right. Uh, next up is Confluence. It's another instrumental. And uh, what'd you guys think? Uh, I did add this one to my instrumental playlist because it was pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. And bonus, it had more sweet triangle riffage. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I thought it was probably. uh, She didn't do very well with the lyrics on this one. They were awful. Yeah. A little lazy, <laughs> yeah. a little lazy, a little trite. <laughs> yeah, no, I liked it. I didn't know though, like, I didn't know what the word confluence meant, so I had to look it up. And it was like merging. You guys probably know this, but I didn't know it. So yeah, so I was kind of, I didn't really hear it musically, like, like I thought I would after I looked it up and then listened to it again. I didn't know if there was like something that was happening and another thing was happening, and then you would see them kind of come together. But it still was a good track. All right. I think it's the instrumental that this album needed. Yeah. I think it just <laughs> that we almost got but didn't earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After the tease earlier. Uh and and everybody instrumentally, I think everybody just gets a, a little moment in this song too. So including mm-hmm. El Triangle player. Mm-hmm. I really do like I have a Spotify playlist and it's an instrumental playlist, but I, my title for it is no words. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's, I like to just, every time I find an instrumental, I like, I'll throw it on there. And it's just, I like to play that like when I'm reading or any, cause I have the music, but I don't have words pulling me out of what I'm reading and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So nice. Yeah. Did, it, did this make your list? It did. did. Absolutely okay. did. Um, El Ray, we have to stop the show for one moment. Are you having a Guinness? Yeah, I am. You should have told me. I got one in the fridge. I could have caught oh, yeah. it open. Um, I cashed out my Robinhood stock, and I made uh, I made a, <laughs> I made a couple hundred bucks on Robinhood. Sweet. And uh, I went and bought. Okay, so in the Simpsons, Homer wins like twenty five bucks on the stock market, and he goes to Moe's and buys a bottle of Henry K. Duff's Special Reserve beer. And so I went to Stoopley's and bought the most exotic beer they had, which was Guinness. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, my son bought $600 worth of that stock, and it went to $9,000 the next day. 
Insane. Isn't that insane? <laughs> yeah. Little jerk. And then he told me about it the second day after it already gone up that much. I'm, like, I'm not buying now. Yeah. <laughs> look, look where it is, kid. You don't understand that. Well, actually, he understands how it works because he made a lot of money. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last one. Crocus. Uh, this one makes us all think of JPP. It's got some nice synth touches to it. And yeah. um, if you're going to have a happy ending, a Crocus is a nice title, I think, is crocuses have to do with renewal and spring and uh so i think it was nice if we're gonna finish this album with a nice touch and i thought this whole song had a little nice groove to it what'd you guys think yeah i thought i thought that this was a good like um ending coming off of like having shrinking violet in the middle to have a purple flower breaking through like the ice and all of that so, you know, the imagery of that was good, I felt like, for the album. And the album touched on a lot of, like, trials and things like that. So I, I like that it ended on that hopeful note. And uh, like you mentioned, like, that experimental sound. And there was, like, some random percussive stuff going on. So I thought it was cool. Anytime I hear the word crocus, it makes me think of the band crocus. So <laughs> I did not get yeah. that here. So I was a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, this is a pretty good song. Uh, pretty decent album ender. Uh, I really love the strings on this mm-hmm. one. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I agree with the strings. I was listening to this record too, and it's been snowing lately and got me thinking about crocuses and how I wish they were coming through and it wasn't <laughs> yeah. snowing out. So <laughs> good mindset to be in. I love the strings. It's just a kind of a simple. Simple tune at times. It's some like I call it music box piano, where it was just kind of really one note, nothing really uh, complex. Just just a nice song to end the the album on. I agree, Steve. What do you think? Um, I said what I thought at the beginning. No, I re- like oh, I yeah, said, yeah. I really liked it. I like the hopefulness. One thing, you know, if we're gonna, I guess when we go around now, we're gonna rate this album for everybody. Uh, I think one thing I really liked about it is that when you go through the first time, there's kind of a sameness to the record. It, it just yeah. has that kind of soft, smooth jazz feel. But after you go through it another time or two, you really notice that in the songs, she is experimenting a little bit. And there's a lot of stuff going on and changes between songs and different instruments in each song. And it's really a pretty unique record. And uh, again, the lyrics uh, in every song. Are pretty much fantastic so for me i'm gonna say i think after the first listen i was disappointed and i would have said like a two and a half but i think after another listen i'd give it a three and a half and i will probably listen again monday cool. um it's about a three out of five for me pretty i mean that's like my middle of the road didn't love it didn't hate it kind of score and uh, it it is good. There's there's nothing on here that I was like, Ugh, really. But uh, you know that. But like I said, I'm not a huge Ani DeFranco fan anyway, so I didn't really have any expectations going into it. Um, and it's just pleasant. It's it's it, I it felt good to have it on while I was doing other stuff, and I you know it, I. I, I stand by my earlier statement that it's it's great for that. So I I I can I can see listening to this a little bit more. Okay. El Ray. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to give it a four, and I'm going to listen to it again. Um, if not for the album itself, just because I was an Ani fan years ago. I loved her in college, and uh, I need to kind of reconnect with her. So I'll, I think I need to get back into it. Excellent. T-Bags. Well, I, I like about everything she puts out on some level or another. and But I, I felt like this was a really, really solid one all the way through. So I gave it a 4.25. Excellent. All right. Well, I think our worst was a three. So we were between three and 4.25. So I would say overall, that was a success. And we all enjoyed it on some level. So good deal. Yeah. It's always nice when we branch out and try something. I shouldn't say it's out of our wheelhouse because we all like her in, in some way. But there for a while, we've been on some pretty hard music tracks and things. So it's nice to branch out. Next uh, show, we're going to have uh, Foo Fighters' new record, and I think we're all pretty excited for that. We're all big Dave Grohl fans and fans of him personally because he's a good dude, so I can't wait to hear what he has to offer. And in the meantime, if folks out there want to connect with you guys, where can we find you, El Ray? El Ray 4 on uh, Instagram. Check it out. T-Bags. Uh, Wanderings and Wool Gathering Facebook page. Yes. Do not look up tea bags on any other social media. You will regret it, and it will not be our Tony. <laughs> Monday, where can we find you? On Instagram at Metalhead Monday. Come say hi. All right, and I am at Foggy's Pal on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find Wanderings and Wool Gathering at wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on. Apple Music, you can find us on Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Are there any others? You just got to look, and we're there. You can find a We Rock MySpace. <laughs> we got a totally rocking page. Come visit us there. Leave a note. <laughs> we'll get back with you. And um, I think in 1999, we'll respond. So I'll put you in the top eight. Put in top eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. about that. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time with Foo Fighters and Tony's amazing challenge, cannot wait. We will see you then. Bye now. (laughs) 